Hello and welcome to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup for research published between the 11th and the 17th of October 2022. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the ME Association. Research has picked up again this week. There have been seven new MECFS studies and 15 studies on long COVID. We have highlighted two of the studies. Paper 1 is about redefining the Institute of Medicine's criteria for MECFS to include neurocognitive impairment or orthostatic intolerance as a core symptom. This study debates whether orthostatic intolerance is a core symptom or if orthostatic intolerance comes hand in hand with neurocognitive impairment. In order to help understand this, 240 participants filled in questionnaires to examine how they fit the IOM criteria. Unsurprisingly, 93.4% of participants reported neurocognitive impairment, but the presence of orthostatic tolerance without neurocognitive impairment only identified a further 1.7 to 4.5% of participants meeting the criteria. Therefore, this study showed that neurocognitive impairment and orthostatic intolerance are not interchangeable symptoms, especially for use of diagnosis. Unfortunately, this study is behind a paywall, so we cannot evaluate its strength in detail, particularly how participants were selected. However, from the abstract, it doesn't look like there was a control group included, and also this study used self-reported symptoms only. We don't know from the abstract if orthostatic intolerance symptoms had been confirmed, which could lead to the over-reporting. However, the conclusion of the study does express the need for having a uniform method for defining orthostatic intolerance. After reading comments of this study on the Science for ME forum, there is a huge variety of neurocognitive impairment symptoms caused with or without orthostatic intolerance further showing they are distinct entities, such as improved neurocognitive function when lying down, to brain fog resolving in some when lying down. Furthermore, problems of orthostatic intolerance are not always present with the initial onset of illness and develop later on. These comments further demonstrate the huge variation in MECFS and the need for bar markers as no symptoms are clearly defined. Paper 7 is also on orthostatic intolerance, and this paper compares patients with long COVID to those with MECFS with a post-enviral Epstein-Barr EBV onset and MECFS patients with an insidious onset of the disease. This piece of research is from the well-known research group Van Kampen and Visser, who focus on orthostatic intolerance and cerebral blood flow studies. This study was disappointingly small with only 14 participants in each group who underwent orthostatic assessment including tilt table tests, cerebral blood flow measurements and cardiac index measurements. Interestingly, POTS was present in all long COVID patients, that is 100% of the patients studied. 43% of the MECFS patients with post-EBV and 50% of the MECFS patients with insidious onset of the disease. However, no significant differences were found between these groups, i.e. all results were similar for the presence of orthostatic intolerance, heart rate, blood pressure changes, 
changes in cerebral blood flow or in the cardiac index during tilt table tests. This means that the results are comparable between groups, further providing evidence for the similarities of MECFS and long COVID. I do enjoy seeing studies by this research group as they often well thought through and provide interesting results. It is disappointing, however, to see such a small sample size in this study. It is probably unlikely that a larger study would change the statistical significance of the results, but it would increase its strength. It is also difficult to compare long COVID patients who have had the illness for under two years to those with MECFS who have had it with over 10 years duration because you would expect changes or compensation in cardio function with reduced activity in MECFS patients. However, this is the first study I've come across where long COVID patients have been compared to those with a known trigger of disease onset for MECFS, which does add to a strength of the study. You may also be interested in reading paper 2, which looks for biomarkers for MECFS, which allowed disease severity to be distinguished between when looking at HHV herpivirus 6 load, although a result could be due to the severely ill not being able to eliminate the virus. Paper 4, which looks into the co-diagnosis of MECFS with fibromyalgia, which also coincides with our recent report on the Royal Society of Medicine's webinar on fibromyalgia. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.